Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Rest in peace to Marion the Barbarian. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the fool who once again believes in the L.A. Chargers. And with me is A.J. Let Lock Cook Marchese. Oh, baby. You watching those uh, those highlight videos coming out of Seahawks Twitter? They're sick. Dimes for days. Dimes for days. Today, we'll break down and hand out arbitrary grades to the AFC and NFC West draft classes. Let's hit it! Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft. On fire, seven rounds in heaven with my lady, driving out to Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau, who's gonna bat it on draft day, who's gonna wager a few? Away, who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Color Cast is a live audio only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. You'll be notified when rooms go live, and ColorCast begs you to come with your spiciest takes. Alright AJ, I didn't say it. I'm so scared there for a second. Yeah, I thought about it. I thought about it. Um, here we are. The final two divisions of our draft grades. The most important divisions, some people would say. I would. The West, the West controls North America. Yep. Uh, and um, there's been some movement between the AFC and NFC West this offseason. We got the Super Bowl champions. We got the the arms race in the AFC West. We got bad drafts in the NFC West. We got Russ moving, moving. Yeah, to the Rockies. South. Yep, southeast. He's Welcome in the southeast Denver, now. Russ. Yeah. Uh, and let's let's start with the Denver Broncos, who didn't have a first round pick. How come? I don't know. You tell me. I don't remember. Me neither. Probably something stupid. <laughs> I don't think so. Do you believe in trading first round picks? Uh yeah. For quarterbacks. Uh it was uh yeah. Okay. 
So their first pick, 64th overall. They take Nick Benito from Oklahoma, who I think we thought would go a little earlier than this. Yeah. Uh, Va- Vaughn Miller off to L.A. and now into Buffalo. Makes sense to go try and grab another pass rusher to pair with Bradley Chubb, who's uh, nearing the end of his contract and has dealt with injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the Benito fit in Denver? Yeah, I, you're very formal today. Yeah, I, I told you, I'm having a bad day. I'm just going to mail this episode in. I'm just going to put everything on you. All right, Nick Benito. Uh, yeah, I thought he was going to – I had him like 49th, went 64th. I think the position is a smart pick. Um, I think that pick makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I like the I like the pairing of Chubb, who, like you said, just really hasn't – like as good as hoped, but it just like you said, injuries and got to put it together. But like, I don't know. I like having the the, the smaller, twitchier dude opposite of him. I, I think you know targeting that position first in the draft makes a lot of sense. I, I think that's just a it's an intelligent pick all around. How about you? Well, with especially um, Ajiro Avero coming over from the Rams as the defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. um, he obviously had Von Miller. Uh, he had Aaron Donald. He is a guy who coached secondary for most of his career, too. So I think the thinking here is that the Broncos have built up a pretty nasty secondary. Yeah. So if they can throw a couple more pass rushers up front, they have Randy Gregory as well. Um, the The defense can kind of make up for an uh, offense that will suck because Russell Wilson's uh, yeah, trash. washed. Yeah, he's washed. You're so right. Um, um, <laughs> I was super, but, sorry, sorry, take your take. I, I, I was going to say, it's George Payton's <laughs> second draft, his first draft as the GM of the Broncos, he, he kind of hit a home run. They did an awesome job. And th- this draft, obviously, less ammunition. But I think, given the context of what the roster looks like, it made a lot of sense. They, they that, Edge rusher is not necessarily their biggest need, but it was kind of BPA at one yeah. of the most important positions um and they, they kind of just focused on loading up that defense throughout this class and uh i ended up giving it a b plus yeah i was surprised that like they really just attacked the secondary like they did and but but the picks made so much sense like jumping ahead mathis i thought was a steal where they got him turner yell I, I had him like right there and i think that's a great pick i also gave them a b plus i will say like <clears throat> like uh, you know protecting russell wilson <clears throat> probably should have been like priority number one in this in this draft, but they kind of just let it let it fall as it did, and I, I don't think they played it poorly in the least. And yeah, like like last year was a home run draft, and I think this year's just kind of like 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 the 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 building pieces. I'm not gonna say foundational pieces, but like the building block pieces draft. You know what I mean? Like like filling a spot here, filling a spot there. Guys are gonna come in and play meaningful snaps. Not like superstar guys. Maybe maybe Benito could could turn into that, but just like like they hit the home run last year, now they hit a double type of thing. You G- know? Guys who can play now yeah. and provide depth, and none of them have to take on massive roles early. Yeah. yeah. Um. We we touch on Benito. They already have Chubb and Randy Gregory there. Benito's probably that third rusher. Apparently, they've moved Baron Browning to, to edge, edge though. Yeah, I don't know what's so what's that about. They're just like loading up on edge dogs. Yeah. Um. So Benito can probably be a designated pass rusher early in his career and then 80th they take greg dulcich uh the tight end from ucla and i think it makes sense in that obviously they traded noah fant who they 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 needed a tight end um russell wilson hasn't 
really utilize tight ends a ton in his career. Yeah. Mainly because he doesn't throw over the middle. Because he's short. Because he's much. short. Just say it. <laughs> but Dulcich makes sense because he's more of a vertical threat at yeah. tight end. He he's a guy who can kind of split out, play some slot. Um, so if you're getting him just to add, add another athletic pass catcher who can win down the seam, win deep, uh, it makes sense with Russell Wilson over other tight end options. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, he's not going to use that, uh, you know, just classic inline dude to, to just dump the ball off. He never has. Um, but, yeah, like you said, like, just getting a guy that can hit the seams over the top, stretch the field a bit, uh, that makes a lot of sense. And pairing him with Albert O, who's had a better career than I think already that people have thought, and using his speed, too. Um, no, I think at 80, that's a smart pick. I think the fit makes a lot of sense. Um, again, like I just, I think adding to the offense that's already well-rounded is a smart play, but the the next three picks, I'll go back to the defensive side of the ball. In, in the fourth round, they take two of my favorite players, Pittsburgh corner, Damari Mathis, Iowa state defensive lineman, Ioma Uwazuriki. Both make so much sense. And with Mathis, you get a, Guy who can play in or outside. Yeah. So he can play a little bit of nickel. He's so technically proficient in press man coverage, but he's got great eyes in zone. Like he is a very ready made NFL corner. I don't think the ceiling's all that high, but he can step in and be uh like your top backup. Maybe even end up your starting nickel down the line. So I thought that was a slam dunk. And Uzuriki's a, a big nose who at Iowa State played nose played five tech played three tech like he played all over that defensive line and he's pretty twitchy for a man of his size like mm-hmm. six six three twenty um and extremely powerful so i think he makes a lot of sense as a depth piece who can kind of spell different guys up yeah front. yeah and i think i think that's the plan for uazariki and you know they've kind of already done that like they just kind of rotate dudes and see what they got in there and i think that's just the plan for him kind of being the, like you said the rotational depth dude i like to marry mathis a lot um you know, your, your third pick being at corner, which is like, you know, you're, you're pretty loaded at in the secondary is a little, little interesting. But I thought the value made a ton of sense. I thought he was a top 100 pick. I think we both did. Um, and like you said, like, I don't know how high the ceiling is, but safe, sure, dude, that can offer you that, that versatility. Um, and, like, I, it's going to be interesting to see where he fits in early in his career. But, yeah, no, I, I, like, I like the pick a lot. And then three picks in the fifth round that take Dillon, Turner, Yell, who you already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, Sanford receiver Montreal, Washington, and Washington center Luke Wattenberg. So Turner, Yell gives you another guy who's versatile, who's played nickel, he's played too deep, really feisty around the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Um, I think he's Kareem Jackson insurance. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. And then Montreal, Washington is kind of like a ping pong ball he just bounces everywhere he had a great game against florida this past year i talked about him on a receiver show actually um and i he's a guy who's probably gonna be competing to be the return man yeah that's kind of interesting and like they don't really have that gadgety uh type of player on the roster like i mean like hamler really you maybe you could use him like that but they haven't you know what i mean so like that that's an interesting swing there too and i think luke waddenberg you're just getting like career backup center probably real guy who played a ton of this is yeah the way the way to draft centers on day three is just draft guys who seemingly have a high iq and have yeah. started a ton of games yeah and that's him yeah exactly uh sixth round they get matt hensing henningson from wisconsin who's uh another versatile defensive lineman who kind of played all over the wisconsin front 
another depth piece. And then they double down on Wisconsin and take Fayon Hicks, the corner, for, uh, in the seventh round. Henningsen's a really fun swing with the, with the testing numbers. Uh, yeah. Interesting dude. And, yeah, another guy, like you said, plays all over. Just fits a Broncos front, you know what I mean? Like, I think that, that pick makes a lot of sense. And I like the swing here, like 206. Um, I thought it was more of a seventh round guy, but that's fine. And, yeah, Hicks, uh, another corner. Why not? Kansas City Chiefs somehow end up with two first-round picks. Cheating. Two two second-round picks. Have one of the, I think, our favorite drafts. Yeah. Just take guys who fall to them, who do fill needs, too. Yep. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it just kind of worked out perfectly for the Chiefs, and I, I gave them an A. I also gave them an A. And, yeah, at 21, I think it starts with Trey McDuffie, one of my favorite picks. Um, I think that's just so perfect, man. They they The biggest need is the secondary for them. They dressed it with two of their first four picks, and it's kind of ridiculous for a team that you know that's a perennial AFC champion or or better um, to have like four top sixty-two picks. But they went corner and safety with their first and their last of the top sixty-two there. And McDuffie first and foremost, I thought he was like I am the top ten on my board. So to get him at twenty-one, I think they got two top twenty players at twenty-one thirty-one uh, thirty. So I think that's just great value, and I just him sliding in to, to bring that like just you know, technician that he brings and the tenacity. I, I think that's going to be, you know, the, just just a home run of a pick. Like, I, I think going down the stretch, there might not be a rookie with a bigger impact, like into the playoffs, you know what I mean? Losing Honey Badger yeah. or opting not to bring him back, a guy who kind of played a bunch of different roles for them, I think with McDuffie's uh, versatility to play nickel or play outside and mm-hmm. bringing in Justin Reed, those two together can kind of fill that need. Yeah. And I think they're both more pure at their, like McDuffie's a more, more of a pure corner than Honey Badger yeah. and Reed's more of a pure safety than Honey Badger. So it also works in that respect where you're less kind of shoehorned into yeah. using them. And you can as, like do the Venn diagram and they can cover a little bit in between and make the Honey Badger roll. Yeah. And, and like you said, McDuffie's true technician. Uh, the I think the best natural um, technician as a man cover guy in this class, uh, and he doesn't have the same athleticism I don't think as Sauce and and uh, Stingley. Uh, Stingley yeah. But he fits this team so perfectly, and and so does their other sec- their other first round pick George Karloftis, who they get at thirty, fills a need where they just haven't had a a guy who can compliment Chris Jones on the inside all that well. Yeah. Like, Frank Clark has fallen off a lot. Yeah, that hasn't worked out. And, and Karloftis gives you a guy who, although I think he has a ton of work on as a run defender, he's a ball of fury as a pass rusher. Yeah. Uh, with a deep toolbox of pass rush moves and, and uh, a ton of power. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he brings that power, like, immediately. I think we're going to get a lot of flash plays from, from Karloftis. And... He's going to be on the field a lot. Like, really, like you said, opposite of uh, Frank Clark, there's not a lot on this roster. So, Karloftis, like, week one should be the starting opposite edge, right? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Like, there's, like you said, there's, like, not, like, Mike Dan- Dana might be the, the <laughs> yeah. number two. It might be smart to go get another, like, vet edge just to kind of give Karloftis a little bit more of a rotation there. But uh, when he's on the field, because, like, like you said, there's a lot of work there, but... I love that swing in the late first round, and it just, the pick just makes a lot of sense with you know the need, uh, just when you're a championship team, just adding to the edge. And again, I thought he was seventeen. He was seventeenth on my board, so getting him at thirty, I think, is a big spoon. And, and in the second round, they have Sky Morphle right in their lap, 
worst receivers taken above him. Yeah. For whatever reason, he falls to 54. He is not Tyreek Hill, but he makes so much sense with the way the Chiefs' offense has kind of become more of a quick passing attack, getting the ball to guys in space. Sky Moore is so good after the catch. He's going to be an instant impact, whether you're playing him at Z or in the slot. And I think he fits, like, the guys they signed well, where Juju's this big jumbo slot. Mm-hmm. Marcus Valdez-Scantling stretches the field. Sky, Sky Moore is almost like your your safety net. Yeah, I, it's going to be really interesting to see what he can do as a rookie here. Uh, by the way, a little off topic, but do you think that, like, them transitioning more to, like, you know, a space offense and just getting the ball to guys and – do you think that's a direct result of the Super Bowl loss where that Josiah Mahomes dropped back a thousand times and have zero time? Pro- probably a little bit of that and a little bit of teams playing mm-hmm. them less aggressively and more. Yeah, just like, covering their more ass. Too deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we've seen as a trend in the NFL as a whole. So, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited to see how the Sky Moore fits with. MVS Juju and obviously like McCole Hardman hasn't taken that leap, mm-hmm. but he's gonna have every opportunity to this year. Who do you think like catches the most balls other than Travis Kelsey in the in the in the receiving group? I think it'll be Juju. Yeah, if he's healthy. Yeah, but like I don't think he'll like he'll average like nine point eight yards a catch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Skymore offers that you know that 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 yak explosiveness that. No one else other than Hardman potentially offers, right? So that's that's gonna be a lot of fun. It, and I think Sky Moore has the the is the most efficient route runner of these guys already. Yeah, no, that's pretty fair too. Um, obviously we talked about Justin Reed, we talked about Trent McDuffie, and losing Honey Badger. So at sixty two, they go safety and they get Brian Cook, and, and the Chiefs haven't been afraid to load up on safeties. Yeah. Um. Juan Thornhill, Justin Reed. Now, now you bring Brian Cook into the equation. Uh, to be your Daniel Sorensen. And, and Cook is more of that box type of safety, whereas Reed's more of a Swiss Army knife. Thornhill's more of a deep yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested to see how much Brian Cook plays early. I think I think he'll play quite a bit. I I do – like, Thornhill, like, you know, he's been good when he's been on the field, but, like, hasn't taken the step and has been banged up. I think I think Cook. I think we'll see a lot of Cook more than you think, and I do like like the way the linebacker core is constructed, and we'll get there with the next pick. It's just a lot of like box thumpers, so it almost takes away from Cook. I don't know. I think we'll see him a lot, though. I don't think Cook you're taking being, him at sixty-two without without playing him. Cook a lot. being dime linebacker, maybe. Mm, maybe, yeah. Uh, and you mentioned they they take a linebacker in the third round, Leo Chanel, who I think at one hundred three is amazing value, just yeah. given. How physical he is and how athletic he is. Yeah, I mean, the the group of Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, and Leo Chanel, just like three athletic lunatics. It's it's a ton of fun. I don't know. It's three three guys who get downhill, blow you up, and put their hair on fire. But none of them, I think, you're feeling super confident with on passing down. So it's really going to be interesting to see how Spagnola deploys them. And maybe that's Brian Cook, like you said, the, the 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 sub linebacker. I think that's a lot of. I think that's an interesting proposition. But, no, like, that swing at 103, it makes it too much sense. And, yeah, at the very least, like, like you know, Bolton had a couple games, and he came on. And I think just Bolton's um, tenacity, like, you know what I mean, last year, like, kind of reinvigorated the defense to a point. And I think, like, those four uh, defensive picks in the first five um, all are kind of dudes who play their ass off and play with their hair on fire. And I think that's 
kind of a trend. You know what I mean? Fourth round, they take another freaky athlete yeah. who brings a lot of size to the table. One of my favorite guys, Fayetteville State corner Joshua Williams, who the Chiefs have done a good job taking DBs who are long and twitchy. Uh, Legereus Sneed's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm interested to see how much Williams plays uh, in his first two years. But yeah. if they can kind of take it slowly with him, like he's got the makings of a really interesting press man corner. And if he can develop there, it gives them more versatility to play McDuffie as uh, a nickel. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I, down the road, again, I, not not immediately, but I could see him being a starting corner for this team. Uh, and, like, sooner rather than later, too. Um, I love the swing at 135. Adam 115. I think, like, for – like, there was way worse corners taken ahead of him. <laughs> like, like guys who are not going to – like, I don't know. I think Williams was, like, the perfect day three corner target. Uh, entering this class, and yeah, it just seems like it's going to work out because, like you said, Sneed's a great example of just longer athletic dudes that they brought in that uh, that are panned out. And still shocks me how how quickly Sneed became a dude for them. But if Williams can come along slow, like you said, I think that uh, that's going to be a huge huge guy for them down the road. And they just seem to have everyone fall into their lap. So yeah. Darian Kennard falls into their lap at in the fifth round. It's kind of reminiscent of Trey Smith falling. Yeah. Where, Trey Smith, I know, was a medical thing. Kennard's more of a um, lack of technique and yeah. lack of athleticism thing. But Being kicking Darian, yeah. yeah, kicking Kennard inside to provide depth on this offensive line is going to be a lot of fun. He's just a true masher. Yeah, I'm, I mean, in a pinch, he can play tackle too, depth there too, right? So, yeah, I mean, at 145, if you're getting a high-end backup offensive lineman uh, who – could start i i mean we haven't yet to be seen but i think he could start at guard for a lot of teams in the nfl uh that's just again another swoon for maybe the best team in the league three seventh round picks they get washington state db Jalen watson rutgers running back isaiah paco and marshall db nazi johnson so watson's another long physical corner who's got experience playing safety too they mm-hmm. love these versatile dbs yeah and again i i was sh- kind of surprised he fell this far I mean, the trend of maybe the longer dudes is is gone to the way of the Dota in the NFL, but uh, Casey's still working it. So uh, two forty three, I love that swing. Um, your guy Nazi Johnson too, if you wanna. Yeah, he's he just blows people up. He's a freaky athlete. Yeah. He's a spe- he's gonna be a special teams dude. And, and then good pa- Paco's Daryl Williams replacement. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, and it's not bad at two fifty one. Like that's smart. Yeah, exactly. Maybe our favorite team in the NFL that always disappoints us is the LA Chargers. Mm-hmm. And not having a a ton of picks. Well, they, uh, I guess a regular size class, no second round pick. But they quietly had just a very solid draft draft. A lot of guys who fit their what they do. And I, I give them a B, B plus. I give them a B plus too. And I think that's really stemming from the fact that they landed Zion Johnson at 17. And I think there was no better pick in the entire draft for them to make. Yeah, he he's the guy who I thought could immediately be a Pro Bowl type of player. Yeah. Um, the number one need for this for this franchise is to protect the franchise and Justin Herbert. And like you said, it, just plug and play could be a Pro Bowl like 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 Slater was last year as a rookie. And, and with the tackles gone, like, yeah. I, I I so much prefer taking the most ready-made offensive lineman overreaching for a, a big, big stinky at right tackle. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and now you've got two 
cornerstones on your offense in Zion and Rashawn Slater, who are both really athletic, really physical. Yeah. And, and um, Zion's just going to provide such a boost to their run game. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, again, I really, I think it was like a B draft, but like getting Zion, it just makes it like a B plus. I think they couldn't have done any better. Um, at seventy nine, I love in the third round. I love the JT Woods pick too. I think he just he just fits them so well. Like he's that. He go ahead, yeah. He allows them to get more creative with Derwin James. Yeah. Uh, having three safeties with Nazir Adderley, Derwin James, and now JT Woods. Adderley and Woods can be those two deep guys. Woods played like only two deep at, at Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Derwin can be more of that chess piece who maybe he plays a little nickel, maybe some linebacker, get back to what he was doing when he was at his peak. Um, and, and Woods is just a high, highly athletic, uh, rangy, yeah. safe bet at safety. Yeah, and I think high upside too with that athleticism. I, I think JT Woods' best football is ahead of him. And that's not to say that, you know, he's a, he's a project either. I, I like that pick a lot there. Fourth round, they get Texas A&M running back Isaiah Spiller, who slid a little bit. Uh, finds a really good home where he could immediately be the, the guy who compliments Austin Eckler. Yeah, I mean, really, it's just – I was surprised he fell to, to this far again. Like we've talked about, the running backs kind of went weird. But, no, I think this is a great home for Spiller with, like you said, the ability to just come in and be the spell dude. For, for Austin Eckler, and they have you know they swung on Roundtree last year, uh, like later, but didn't work too well, and they haven't really found that guy um, since Gordon left. So I I think this is a great home for Spiller. Kind of kind of does like you know just the one hit and go stuff like that. They yeah. they just need from him. Yeah, they they need a guy who can kind of run between the tackles and be physical. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's obviously doesn't have a ton of juice, but he is he gets to. When the hole's there, he hits it hard, and he hits it in a hurry, and that's all they really need to complement Austin Eckler in this offense. And, like, just given the threat of Justin Herbert in this receiver core, I think Spiller could quickly be one of those fourth-round, day-three running backs who is making an impact for a playoff team. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And uh, swinging around to the fifth, 160, uh, Otito Obonia, I think this is just the perfect landing spot for him because they just needed a big dude in the middle of the defense. Uh, to prevent the Raiders from, uh, you know, getting a first down with <laughs> in the running game to, to, to yeah. not make the playoffs. Yeah, the the Chargers had an awful run defense last year. They need big bodies up front. They signed Austin Johnson. Uh, they signed Sebastian Joseph Day, and now they bring in Otito, who can play like twenty snaps a game and just take up space yep. as a nose. Yep, and got some upside there. That's about where I had him. I think that 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 pick makes all too much sense. Two six-round picks. They take Jamari Salyer, the offensive lineman from Georgia, and, and Jasir T- Taylor, the corner from Wake Forest. Uh, Salyer gives them a a guy who played tackle in college. I think he's better fit at guard. Yeah, he he might overplay where he was selected if he can kind of clean some things up. He's got a good chance to do it. Yeah, and again, I kind of like to swing on these big body dudes. And I, at one ninety-five, that's not a swing. Uh, I think there was I, I was afraid of him getting overdrafted. But here, the, I think he's going to be a steal, and I agree with you. I think he's going to outplay where his, he was picked. And please, go, Jasir Taylor, your, your so guy. Jasir Taylor's the most underrated defensive back in this entire draft. Wonderful footwork, wonderful eyes, natural fit as a, as a nickel, feisty enough. I think this is uh, Bryce Callahan's eventual replacement. Whoa, in the sixth round. 
And then, uh, and then the good. <laughs> Ole Miss corner Dean T- Leonard uh, at two thirty six, um, but more importantly, <laughs> Purdue fullback, running back, do it all, everything. Xander Horvath at two sixty. I forgot they took Xander Horvath until I started doing my notes for today. Uh, Leonard amazing. Leonard is is Canadian and was drafted uh, in the second round of the CFL draft last year, so that's worth noting. Long. Special teams type of corner, but Horvath, Horvath could make this team. I wonder what that doesn't have a lot of competition. The plan is that's sick. I love it. It's amazing. Uh, he's he, taking he Spiller's job. Really well. He did. All right, let's let's get to it. I, I realize I mixed up uh, the order here. It's, it's all right. I always forget that Los Angeles and Las Vegas aren't both LA. S. They should be. Yeah, they should be. Uh. Finally, the Vegas Raiders of the AFC West, who didn't have a first-round pick, who didn't have a second-round pick, um, but I still gave them a C. <laughs> I didn't think this class was, like, bad, bad. Like, I think like they just didn't weird. have – Yeah, I gave them a, a B. Like, I don't know. Like, Parham uh, in, the, in the third round. Not, like, it's like, like – go ahead. Yeah. I think the Zamir White pick was weird. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Like, at 122, I'm okay with it. My, uh, my, my issue with it is when you don't have that many draft picks, you're yeah. in an arms race in the AFC West. Yeah. And, and I think for the most part, people, even though you acquired Devontae Adams, people are looking at you as the fourth best team in this uh, division. I think that 122 pick needs to be spent on a more premium position than the backup to the backup at running back. <laughs> That's that's fair. And it's funny even one pick ahead of a uh, Spiller. Um I don't like I think if you look at this the area where they're picking though, like there wasn't that much value. I don't know if like it was just like look at the dudes around him. Um I'm not I'm not like making New York. Yeah, exactly. That should have been the pick. Um I, I You're you're right. A bunch of running backs did go in this in special teams players went in this range. And then so they and Neil Farrell. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, I guess specifically what I'm looking at is their secondary is awful. Yeah. Josh Williams. They should have taken Josh Williams. It was funny. This all AFC West. I will say, I think I think Zemir White could be the, the, the eventual Josh Jacobs replacement. I think. Uh, he, oh, I, th- I think he will be. I think he will be. So, like, but yeah. My thing with him is, like, he, he's really interesting as a – a second running back because of the physicality and the juice he has. Yeah. But his vision is so up and down. Yeah. And his pass catching ability is mad that I don't know for this team. I just didn't think it made a lot of sense. I, I dislike the Neil Farrell pick more. I like the player, but again, too I early. too a little, little too early. And like, again, like uh, I think going back to your point of the arms race in the West, just, you know, um, going running back and run stuffer, doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, and I, I do like, I'm with you in that, a team who needs interior defensive line presence. I like taking Farrell and Butler because I think they complement each other well. I, I like the or Butler f- pick a lot, but I was, I was yeah. high on him, yeah. Fit, where Neil, Neil Farrell's giving you a true work work pail, yep. lunch pail, nose tackle. Matthew Butler's more of this upside gap shooting three tech. Like, those yep. two together make sense. I'm yep. with you in that. They're two fourth-round picks. Don't help them a ton in this division by the way officially i'm dropping them to a, i'm going to come down to a b minus i'm going to come down to a thank b minus thank you i've won but we haven't talked about dylan parham yet their, their D- first dylan pick. parham in the third round um it's a good pick it is a good pick he's probably starting at what center yeah by week seven i yep. don't know yeah i don't I d- know how early it'll be because they they love andre james 
Um, they signed him uh, last offseason to an extension. Yeah. But if it's not at center, it's going to be at guard. Yeah. The, this, I mean, they, they dismantled their own offensive line. So, yeah, no, I, I Parham, Parham's starting sooner rather than later, somewhere along the line. and uh, he, get, he gives them such a good athlete on the inside. Yeah. Who provides so much versatility and... I'm excited to see him on this O line. Yeah, really for me, like I just like the Parham pick a lot, and I like the bat, uh, the Butler pick a lot too. And then uh, that's why I, I kind of I dropped him. But and then I think Munford in the seventh round, two thirty eight. That's just you know backup uh, offline big, insurance. Like that's a good big pick. body who played tackle and guard. Yeah, swing guy. Yeah, mean physical. Yeah, I, I thought that was a good pick in Britton Brown. Uh, really weird, but it's all good. It's two fifty. Who cares? High cut, one cut yeah. running back, baby. Yeah. Does it make the team? Um. No, because Brandon Bolden's gonna because of his special teams upset. <laughs> there you go. I I actually don't know if Kenyon Drake makes this team. I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't. They didn't use him a t- like. I know it's a new staff, and Josh McDaniels will do a better job with this type of back. But I don't yeah, know. yeah. Maybe Josh Jacobs just like loses his role, and Kenyon Drake and, and Zamir White are the. LeGarrette Blunt, James White. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think like I think people are under mess. Like, maybe not, but like I- Samir White's gonna have a role. He's oh, I think so. Yeah. So Plus, like, Josh Jacobs what- is never healthy. No, that's a good point too. And you know, he's he's just got that thunder and that asshole in his, <laughs> his running style. Um, no, I when you're putting it like that, you know, in the, in the fourth round, I get what you're saying that the running game is just not that important. But you are if you add a guy that contributes quite a lot on offense in the fourth round that's not it's not a bad pick no you're 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 right i just i don't know it doesn't make sense in this division the context of this draw no i think that's fair joshua williams how about this how about zamir white's an okay pick they should take in joshua williams instead of neil farrell and i like neil farrell but like in this in this division the the secondary is just gonna get toast yeah it is it is it is um but Derek carr and devonta adams putting up 40 a game so it don't matter amen ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group, be notified when rooms go live, and come with your spiciest takes. Like the Arizona Cardinals won the NFL draft. (laughs) Okay, you finally got a spicy, a spicy takeoff, Rob. Congrats. Thank you. Um, the Arizona Cardinals traded their first-round pick for Hollywood Brown, which, I mean, we don't have to spend much time on that because we have, yeah. and I think we both think it was weird. Uh, obviously, it makes more sense now with the DeAndre Hopkins suspension, but still, I don't, I don't know if anyone believes Hollywood Brown had played up to his first-round billing. Yeah. Uh, let alone been worth one. Oh my god, uh, but they got pick 100 back too, Rob. That is true. Uh, and I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I know the receivers fell off the board. I don't know. I don't think anyone then, else in the league was given then, a first round pick for, for Hollywood. And, exactly. And then it just looks weirder when at 55 they take another pass catcher. This team has a lot of holes <laughs> and they, like, yeah. It almost felt like with the Cam Thomas, my J. Sanders picks back to back in the third round, they're like, "Oh yeah." I think we, the ca- we lost Chandler Jones. We need yeah. to sign. Or we need to draft somebody. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, the, the, <laughs> again, I mean, we've, we've, we went off on them earlier. The, the team building, it, they just have no idea how to build a team. It smells like, you know, like, I like Trey McBride. I just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, his accurate is old, but he, he, he played well coming over. And I mean, how much are you really going to get for a team that needs to make the playoffs, needs to win a playoff game, uh, maybe for Cliff to keep, keep his job? How much is Trey McBride going to offer you this year? Exactly. Zach Hurts was fine. Yeah. I don't know. More than serviceable. Exactly. I I ended up giving them a D. I respect that. I see for for me, I like the Cam Thomas pick a lot. I think that pick makes a lot of sense. Uh and they kind of they had, they their seventh round picks were like too sick and so I gave them a C minus. <laughs> like the seventh round picks were good. I know that shouldn't be the influencer, but uh, they took another Canadian, so. Um I like between Hollywood and Trey McBride, yeah, yeah. How, how, like, what do you think those two put up? I know Hopkins is out six, six games. I don't think Ertz is gonna just lose this job. Ertz is old, but he's still only thirty-one and was very productive last year for them. If I put the the total at, of yardage from Trey McBride at like four hundred and fifty, what are you taking? Um, under. I think I would too. Um, Hollywood, I think he's going to put up good numbers. You know, there's a relationship there with Kyler. Like you've already said, Nuke is suspended. Um, it just still doesn't make any sense. Like, it makes sense, but it doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know. Um, 87, I like the Cameron Thomas pick. I think this is right where I had him. Um, it's a need. He seems to fit them. I think that makes a lot of sense. The guy that can just be the versatile up front and offer some pass rush upside. I think that pick makes sense. I, I don't think, like, Cam Thomas and my Jay Sanders, where they went, makes sense to me. Um, and I, I, I'm i with you in that Cam, Cam Thomas, I think, will be a solid player for them. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. It's the same thing. It's the, the team building that you touch on. Like, the context of this roster, it's like, doubling down on those two to hope they can replace some of Chandler Jones' production. Production. Uh, production and and it's just like you guys are supposed to be competing for the AFC West or the NFC West. Yeah, the Super Bowl champs are in it. The 49ers and the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks are rebuilding probably, yeah. and the 49ers have a playoff roster if, if Trey Lance hits. And it's just I don't think this team got any better. No, that's that's more than fair. It, it, and like then they, they don't pick again until the sixth Six round. round. So it's just like I don't know. Like I think my Jay Sanders is a fun designated pass rusher for them early. Cam Thomas can be more of a base down guy for them. Yeah, and like they can deploy them kind of together. Um, I think like I, I wasn't even that high on my Jay. I think, but I think the swing makes sense. Like you said, it's a need with Jones gone, but. I don't know if if they end up getting nothing out of this draft. They're class, listing Cam Thomas at two ninety. Uh, yeah, he was two sixty seven at the combine. Was it? Was he trending up after that? I can't remember. That's just like that makes me. Th- is he more? Are they viewing him more as a five tech yeah. hybrid than a true pass rusher? Yeah, that's why I kind of figured. Okay. Am I J more of that true pass rusher? Yeah. Stand up guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, We'll see, though. Uh, Who knows? Those six crazy they, Colonels. Sixth round, they get James Conner insurance after re-signing James Conner and Keontae Ingram, which it's like, I don't know. Fine. We're talking the sixth round. No, I think it's a bad pick, but we're talking about it, the sixth round. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe if he's playing special teams, it's fine, I guess. I uh, can see him coming in and being under-serviceable for the Cardinals. He feels like a Cardinals back. 
But they they signed Daryl Williams too. It's like just yeah. going to be better at yeah. doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but then it gets sick. Yeah, then it gets sick. They get my guy Lasaitis Smith, who could very well play on this offensive line as a rookie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I love him. Uh, I think he's mean as hell and moves really well in space. It's a good really good blocker. Pick. Yeah. In seventh round, they go Chris Matthew from Valdosta State, um, who will just play special teams. Uh, Jesse Lucchetta from Penn State, who I still think he's really interesting. I had him ahead of my Jay Sanders, so. Uh, I, I did too. I did too. His hand, his ability in the run game, his violent hands, he's he's gonna be a fun J- player oh, to watch for them. This is like the perfect landing spot with the Cardinals getting production out of weird pass rushers. Jesse Lucchetta is like this is he's gonna be he's gonna be a, a fan favorite in Arizona. I think this is great. It went way too low, but this is good. Uh, and then your guy Marquise Hayes, who also will probably start some games as a rookie yeah. Oklahoma guard, like him and Lasita Smith. Like, Where they got him? That's good value. Neither's going to start at like week one or anything, but I would be shocked if one of them doesn't start at least like four games. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think Lucetta is going to be contributing as a pass rusher eventually. Uh, moving on to the LA Rams, who didn't have a first or a second round pick, uh, but had a ton of day three picks. Uh, Kind Super of weird Bowl champs. Yeah. They, they, I, I gave them a B. They just load up at s- certain positions, and I don't know. It seems to work. I just trust them. I, I like g- Logan Bruss more than you, too. So. Yeah, I gave him a C, plus, but I, I think the Logan Bruss pick is the best pick they made. Not close. Yeah. Lo- Logan Bruss can step in. He mo- probably moves from right tackle inside. Yeah. Um, I, I think he'll quickly be uh, a starting guard for them. He fits kind of the – he's just a big, physical, athletic guy. Um, mean I thought that was a good dude. pick. I don't know if he starts week one. I don't think he will. No, but I, I, I totally agree. I think that's a really good pick. Yeah, he he makes a lot of sense with the fit. Yeah. Uh, Jacoby Durant is an interesting pick. Um, where'd you, where do you have him? Where did I have him? I had him like as a, like a six late six early seventh round guy, so I thought this yeah, was a reach. I had him one ninety four. Okay, so eh, fifty picks early. <laughs> um, I, I feel like this is kind of a funny one. He he he's th- this is the type of they seem to like yeah. these shorter, Undersized. feisty, yeah, nickel guys who can press. Um, they have a bunch of them. They they brought they back do. Troy Hill. Yeah, that was a weird move too. Yeah. I, I don't hate the idea of, like, let's just keep throwing picks at DBs. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was a bit early for him. But then Kyron Williams in the fifth round was a really fun one. It Obviously is. can be a guy who's a satellite back, pass catcher, pass blocker. It's not maybe great for him having any impact early. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I think it's a fun one. But maybe he might, though. You never know. It's not like like this like acres is good but after that like this group has never set the world on fire or anything you know what i mean like i think he's got a chance i i wonder um like acres didn't play that well coming off the torn Achilles obviously he came back really fast yeah so i i i wonder kind of what the plan is and how they'll use these backs early but yeah me too uh, sixth round they take 2 dbs Quentin lake the ucla safety keep him in town yeah. I thought it was a good pick. They like these high IQ uh, special teams upside safeties. Yeah, that pick makes um, sense there. And, and Darion Kendrick, who I I thought he wouldn't get drafted because of how poorly he tested, but 
Darren Kendrick. This team to swing on him, it makes sense. Darren Kendrick is going to have an interception in the Super Bowl and somehow get named MVP. That's my prediction. I like that. My dog is dreaming, if you can hear that. Hello, dog. Hello, dog. Uh, seventh round, Daniel Hardy, the Montana State Edge, Kansas State Safety, Russ Yeast, special team stud, and Michigan State Tackle, A.J. Arcuri. Uh, any of these guys make the team? Arcuri's big. That's sick. I, th- I think Russ Yeast is going to be in the fight of his life to make this team. I think he does. All right. I like I like that swing. If I were to bet, I, I think Hardy has the best chance. I don't know. I think I think when it's all said and done, they aren't going to get too much out of this class aside from Bruss, which is nice Getting a, if you get a starting office lineman at 104. And Kyron Williams is a satellite guy. I, other than that, I don't, I don't know if anything's going to really materialize. But you won the yeah. Super Bowl, so who cares? Yeah, who cares? Uh, and plus, they always just have day three picks playing snaps, and it and it, makes and it works. Sense. Yeah, it's true. All right, final two teams here: the San Francisco 49ers, who also didn't have a first round pick. Yeah, um, had two second or one second and two thirds. Uh, they take Drake Jackson sixty one, which I was a lot lower on Drake Jackson than everyone, but this is like the absolute perfect spot for him, and I ended up giving them a B. I gave them a, a C plus. Okay, so Drake Drake Jackson, the the Forty ers have become the place you go if you want to reinvigorate your career as a, a defensive lineman. Arden Key just did it, um, and I think Drake Jackson, maybe not early, but will mm. eventually step in and be a guy who allows them to, uh, like he can play on uh, on the true edge. Yeah. Well, they kick, kick Bosa inside. They kick Armstead inside. He gives them the versatility to move those guys around and, and make this pass rush just so scary. And he, he needs to learn how to pass rush, but the athleticism is there. Like I And the effort. And the effort. Yeah, I like Jackson more than you did. Um, <clears throat> I had him 77 and 161. So, like, that's fine. Uh, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm changing mine to a B-. minus. Okay, I respect that. Um, <laughs> I thought you I was surprised because you don't like Drake Jackson. Um I just kept looking at Ty Davis Price's name, and I was like, this should be Yeah, great. that's an F minus. Coming up there next. Um, hey, Trey Sermon is not looking good in camp, so Price hopped someone. Davis Price, that is. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you don't have, like, with your first pick being edge for this roster, I don't know if I love that. Although, you, you know, I'm usually the one saying you can't have too many edges. And I don't know. I like I like your theory, but I don't know. I I don't know if Jackson's going to hit. But you're right. They usually do hit on these guys, except for Solomon Thomas, and I'll always hold a grudge for that because he should have hit. So that's just that's uh, all I got. Ty Davis Price at 93 is one of the worst picks yeah. of the whole draft. It, it is the worst pick. Se- didn't make sense because they didn't need a running back and didn't make sense because he shouldn't have gone this early. Yeah. He's going to be their, their banger between the tackles, I guess. Yep. It's always good to, when you don't have a first-round pick to spend a top 100 pick on a short yardage back yeah. on a team that – has, would have been fine because it's a Shanahan team and Jeff Wilson, Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, Jamichael Hasty. It doesn't matter who's in there. Um, it doesn't make any any. I feel like Shanahan should never get credit ever again for getting anything out of running backs because you know Trey Sermon might be nothing and which I was cool with the pick last year, but this one is just and, and it was hidden. It, it, it was hidden by the fact that Elijah Mitchell yes. came out of nowhere in the sixth yes, round. Yes, awesome. exactly. So yeah. Pick is terrible. Danny Gray at one oh five as your deep threat with yeah. um makes a lot of sense with Trey Lance too. 
Yeah, I think Danny Gray could end up being one of the one of the better wide receiver picks. I think this this pick makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, like yeah, like just deep, 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 you know, over the top action and like those like, PA crossers. I think like he's gonna be deadly on both of those things, and that's kind of what they need. I feel like Ayuk just hasn't gotten that going as much as he should, and Debo's up in the air. I think at one five, this is the best pick they made. I think that there's no doubt about that. Um, fourth round, they get Spencer Buford. I think the pick makes a lot of sense here. Really good fit, yeah. I think uh, in this zone scheme, kicks from tackle to guard. I like that pick a lot. Me too. Those those two picks make a lot of sense and kind of like salvage the class a little bit. Samuel Womack in the fifth round gives him a guy who was like super pr- productive um, yeah. in the MAC nickel. They seem to just play anyone at corner. It, it, <laughs> it's so it, true. It doesn't always work, but it interesting. Yeah. Um, Three six-round picks, all athletes. Nick Zach Zikeld from Fordham, who was at the Senior Bowl. That's was terrible. Not great, but tested really well. He'll <laughs> yeah. kick inside to guard. Your guy, Kalia Davis, who is, I guess, the DJ Jones replacement as a underrated athlete at nose. Yeah. If they can get – if Kalia Davis can put it together, that's a fucking steal and a half. Does he ever? I don't know, but it could be a steal and a half. And then – uh, Tariq Castro Fields, the Penn State corner in the sixth round. I think, think this is another good pick. I was surprised he fell this far. Um, like you said, good athlete, good size. Uh, you said they, they can get a lot out of nothing, and I think Castro Fields has a lot of tools there. Raw as heck, but uh, I think I think that's a really good pick at 221. And then finally Brock Purdy yeah. in the seventh. I'm not going to lie. like The Brock Purdy pick, I know it's literally Mr. Relevant, and they made a perfect Mr. Relevant pick, uh, but you, you can't get a B- minus when you're taking Brock Purdy in my opinion. Respect. All right, finally, the Seattle Seahawks, who I think had the best draft of anyone we, we uh, talked about in the NFC West. I give Correct. them an A-. I give them an A- too. Look at that. Charles Cross, Charles, Charles Cross at nine was that, – that solidified them. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I had my fingers crossed for Aikir Evan Neal slipping. Uh, they neither did, but don't matter. They made the smart pick and took Charles Cross. Um, not, not to jump ahead or anything, but, like, I was really surprised that they – Went with the guy that's, you know, the pass block first. Uh, hasn't done too, too much run blocking under the under the leech scheme. And then doubled down with the same guy, like, you know, an Abram Lucas. That really shocked me. Maybe they're waking up and smelling that it's 2022. I don't know. But I, I thought Charles Cross was the right pick there. And two it made really too good sense. athletes with those tackles. One yeah. who's played left tackle his whole career. The other played right tackle his whole career. Yeah. I love both those picks. I thought those were perfect. Bookending their top 100 yeah. uh, picks with bookend tackles. Yeah, if it works, it's... it's. I mean, I love... I think Charles Cross is a franchise left tackle. I think Abraham Lucas has got a chance to be a long-term starting right tackle. Uh, if, if those hit, they're very, very, very good picks. Sandwiched between them, they get Boy Moffy and Kenneth Walker back-to-back. Moffy <laughs> is uh, just instant pass rush type player who just needs so much refinement, yeah. but I think could be a really fun situational pass rusher early in his type career. of dude they always kind of swing on and older had a good senior bowl is classic Seahawks pick. <laughs> yeah no I, I agree I like Mafe a lot I had him 34 a lot of potential like you said just a ball of energy and, and athleticism and if he hits uh, him and Taylor it could be like a really really cool pass rush duo and Kenneth Walker yeah I mean it, it, it says that Rashad Penny and, and Chris Carson aren't the future here yeah, um, Carson might Carson might what do you, never 
play again. Yeah, what do you think about the Kenneth Walker pick? Uh, hate the pick, love the player kind of thing. Uh, this is where I had him. I had him 45th. Um, you, your team, if you're rebuilding, uh, you shouldn't be taking running backs in the second round. It's kind of ridiculous. But at the very least, it's a fun pick. I, if With a healthy penny, which it's always up in the air. His hamstring's already bugging him. Uh, and and KW three. That's a that's a very. It gives me something to watch, Rob. It gives me something to watch. You know, Kenneth Locker's combo of contact, balance, quickness, and burst is going to be really fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Kenneth Walker. All we look for is for these teams to be more watchable. Kenneth Walker makes it more watchable. He didn't answer his phone, which you you, you might be no, right. It's ominous. <laughs> but I don't know. I like it. It makes me like him more. And then the fourth and fifth round, they take two corners, Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati and Tariq Woolen from UTSA. Yeah, get, getting Tariq Woolen makes me like the Kobe Bryant pick even more, and I didn't dislike it at all. I had a 117, he goes 109. I don't think super high upside with, with, with Kobe Bryant, but, like, I don't know, man. I think he's got a bit of a dog in him. I think I think he's going to, like, like, the safer dude come in, maybe play a lot of snaps early, and then at 153, the next pick... You get the dude that uh, has all the upside in the world with the athleticism, uh, with the ball skills, and Tariq Woolen. Uh, if, 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 you got to think one of them is going to work, right? I hope, Rob. Fingers crossed. I think so. I think Kobe Bryant's going to be a really so- safe safe player. I agreed. Agreed with you. And, and Woolen is so worth the swing at 153. It makes a lot of sense. The I'm length, the athleticism freak show. so shocked he fell like he did. It, Again, we've seen. I keep saying it, but we've seen worse players that are not as good athletes get drafted way higher solely based on athleticism. It doesn't really make sense to me. And then Tyreek Smith in the fifth round. Uh, I think the Jonathan Cooper of this class. Yeah, I think Smith is fine. Like, kind of come in and be a be a dude that can just kind of play in the rotation, solid run defense. Uh, I think that's a that's a fine pick there. And then two seventh round picks, two receivers, Bo Melton from Rutgers, who's. Uh, I, I one think, of your favorites. Yeah, great route runner. Um, natural slot guy. Did a lot of yak stuff for Rutgers. And Dariq Young, another one of my favorites from Lenoir Ryan. Another <laughs> bi- more of a big body yak guy. Yeah, that's fun. I, th- I like both of these picks. I think Melton's got a good chance to make the team. It's, uh, it's funny that they doubled down at receiver, corner, edge, and tackle. Yeah, they did. That's that's the whole class. And, and, and Kenneth Walker because they couldn't fucking help themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I love the Derek Young swing, and I think Bill Melton makes the team. To be to be to be honest, um, it's fun. I can't believe how how good they drafted Rob. Me neither. Good work, AJ. We're through our draft grades. Everything's looking up. Don't know what we're doing next, but we we'll did it. We did it. We'll figure it out, Rob. All right. Until then, I bid you adieu.